I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. Hello, and welcome back to Keanu Believe It, the only podcast that is all Keanu Reeves all the time. I'm Sam Van Heron, assistant editor at Talk Film Society, and a lifelong fan of the singular Keanu Reeves. I will be your guide through his diverse and interesting career. Each week, a guest and I will discuss a film from his filmography, which we will be working through in chronological order. On this episode, we will be talking about the 1986 hockey drama Youngblood, uh, before we get into the movie, uh, I'd like to welcome, excited to welcome my guest, Mike Delaney from Splathouse. How's it going, Mike? Hey, it's going good, Sam. Thanks for having me. Uh, happy to have you. Uh, since it's your first time on this fine program, uh, let's take care of the important things up front. Do you like Keanu Reeves, or are you some kind of monster? <laughs> no, I love Keanu Reeves. And... Uh, I, th- I think like uh, most people my age, uh, my indoctrination into the world of uh, the the cool Hawaiian breeze would have been, uh, you know, Bill and Ted, of of course, um, right. and and then shortly after, like in in grade school, later grade school, we learned about this movie called Point Break, and uh, your your friends that were cool that could rent the R rated movies. You might be able to go over to their house and watch this movie where people rob banks and shoot people in Richard Nixon masks and shit. And is uh, I, I, yeah. So no, I love I I love Keanu Reeves, and of course, uh, God, the big one when I when I first got into high school was Speed. Well, right. I mean, the movie. Yeah, right. Not like amphetamines or anything. Oh, okay. All right. Gotcha. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's great. Uh, I, frankly, uh, you know, if if I had an inkling that someone wasn't going to like Keanu, obviously I'm not going to have them on this podcast. Not that uh, wrong opinions are fine, but uh, not welcome in this dojo. Uh, so, uh, uh, getting back to Youngblood, uh, have you have you seen this movie before uh, coming on here to this podcast? Yeah, no, I I, I have seen Youngblood before. Uh, what was funny though. You, you know, I didn't realize Keanu was in it until, God, I think it was like a year or two ago, um, Brian Sauer, you know, Rupert Pupkin or mm-hmm. Bob Freelander. He, he, look, he, he's a man of so many names from uh, from Pure Cinema. But right. he, he had mentioned, uh, I think it was Unrated 86 or something, and he put Young Blood on there. And uh, it mentioned something about Keanu Reeves. Uh, being in the film, and I, I certainly did not remember that myself. So it was, it was fun to go back and uh, and rewatch it for uh, Mr. Reeves. Right, uh, and yeah, he, it's it makes sense that you missed him because he's very he's in maybe like three or four shots, and he has maybe two lines. So uh, not a huge surprise that you may have you know if you'd seen this way back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's like. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, Eric Eric Roberts in The Cable Guy is <laughs> is like a movie star compared to Keanu Reeves in Youngblood. But but I think it's fitting, Sam, that if uh, if you are to to you know dive headfirst into the filmography of Keanu Reeves, much like the the podcast Eric Roberts is the effing man, I I think you you're doing the right thing, hitting all. All the movies, the ones where he appears for 30, 37 seconds, like in Young Blood, and the ones where you know he holds down the fort, like uh, the Matrix, the uh, the Ma- ma- matrices, matrices, Ma- Matrix, I think, yeah, Matrix, there Matrix, you go. I think, it, Matrix, I think, <laughs> great, uh, yeah, so, uh, so I in the first episode uh, talking with uh, David Hart, I mentioned that. Uh, at the time, I thought *River's Edge* was uh, his very first movie, but actually, this uh, *Young Blood* was. Uh, but I'm actually kind of glad we did *River's Edge* as the first episode, just because it's kind of the movie that you know launched his uh, career to the upper echelons that we know that he enjoys now. Um, but it's fun to. But like you said, I want to talk about every movie that he's in. Uh, so, uh, for those who don't know, uh, which might be a lot of you, Youngblood is about uh, stars Rob Lowe, uh, Cynthia Gibb, Patrick Swayze, Jim Youngs, and Ed Lauder. Uh, and it's, you know, it's a standard hockey movie. Uh, you know, he's a... Rob Lowe plays a 17-year-old farmer who's trying to make it to the big leagues. Uh, he gets... Brought, you know, gets a tryout to a semi-pro hockey team in Canada, and uh, takes it from there. Uh, so, what do you think about this movie overall? Uh, over overall, I am I am a fan of Youngblood. Uh, on the rewatch for this uh, specific episode, I was a little bit less uh, interested than uh, I was when I first saw it as a as a teenager. Um, I, I, I think it's because I went watching it this this time for Keanu Reeves, and I was a little bit disappointed that, oh, maybe I, I just missed Keanu Reeves because he's only in the minute, movie for, you know, 37 seconds. But um, <laughs> it, it's – Sam, you're, you're 100% correct in that. It's, it's really just cut and dry as far yeah. as uh, the story goes. Um, there's, there's not much to be completely surprised by it. Like if you're, if you're a fan of any movie, like, well, sports drama, like a Rocky or like a karate kid, I mean, it kind of follows the, the, the similar formula, but there, but there's a lot of like little, and it's because of the cast and it's because of the performances, obviously, but there's a lot of little things in this movie that I do love. And what, what I want to, I want to kind of turn the table here for a second and just ask you, cause, cause you're the... You had the Marvel podcast before this. I did. Where you were you were diving deep into the the nineteen or the eighteen films leading up to Infinity War, and uh, maybe it was a couple weeks ago, maybe it was a couple months ago. I, I my my time the way I keep time in my head is like a house cat, like I have no sense of time. <laughs> but uh, you you made a video where you had Star Lord doing his little dance at the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy to to Footloose. That was I, you, right? I did indeed do that. Yes, I wasted okay. twenty minutes of my time to do that. Yes, fantastic. <laughs> you you need to waste another twenty minutes to to do Footloose with the opening to Young Blood. Oh, because holy I, shit! Yeah, one hundred. That's I, the opening to Footloose. It a hundred percent is. That's that was the first thing I thought. Uh, this is my first time seeing it, um, and 
Yeah, like, I was like, did I put on Footloose 2 uh, back on the ice, or is this indeed Youngblood? Because it's uh, it's focused on his blades while he's ice dancing. And he's not, he doesn't look like he's playing hockey. He looks like he's dancing. Uh No, he's totally dancing. And what, but what does it matter with that hockey rink where they light it like a, like a friggin' dance club? Like I was, I was super concerned that he wouldn't be able to see, I don't know what they call it in hockey. And I think they call it like divots in golf, but like whatever the, you you know, in the ice where, where there's scratches where maybe his blade's going to get caught and he'll trip. I'm like, man, you cannot see in there. It looked like, well, it looked like a dance club or it looked like NASA looks in uh, Michael Bay's Armageddon, you right. know, like the lighting was just, <laughs> it was like a discotheque. Well, I was yeah. very concerned for a, a young Rob Lowe. Yeah. And it even, you know, follows a little bit of the, uh, you know, he's a guy in a new town uh, and then he falls for the daughter of, you know, the grumpy, who's the grumpy coach. Uh, so it's, it's, it's footloose with uh, swearing nudity and hockey. Like, that's fair to say, at least on the surface. <laughs> yeah. No, so I, I mean, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of fun little things in the movie. The other thing I'm a I'm I just love when I watch uh, <clears throat> contemporary films, you know, from from like thirty or forty years ago. Is I yeah. love when they they walk past a movie theater marquee, mm-hmm. and and in this movie, the movie theater marquee was glorious, man. It was. Uh, Slumber Party Massacre. Yeah, that right? made that made me happy to see. Uh, I had, you know, that was that's a good that's a that's a quality marquee right there. And then and then the poster for the second feature that was there. It wasn't on the marquee, but did you notice the poster in the background? I missed it. Enlighten us. It was Roger Corman's Forbidden World. Wow. So, but we also we also learned in that scene that. Uh, what what's it what's the character's first name? What's Roblo's first name? Uh Dean. Do you, do you and remember? Youngblood is indeed his when I first heard about this movie I didn't think it was actually his last name. <laughs> I figured it was just, you know right. he's a green hockey player. That's why that's why it's called Youngblood, but his name is yeah, literally Youngblood. Youngblood. Yeah, of course. His name is literally Youngblood. <laughs> and they make a big point when uh when the coach's daughter is coming out of the, the movie and he's like, Was it good? And she's like, oh, yeah, I think you'd like it a lot. And he's like, no, I don't like things with blood. And I'm like, really? We're going we're going so far on the nose. We're going to have to make the boink sound, you know? <laughs> yeah, that, that's something I noticed. Uh, you know, I really didn't like, I didn't really enjoy this movie. I mean, there again, there are, there are scenes that are a lot of fun. And there are scenes that are actually interesting in terms, especially with Patrick Swayze, who is always great. Um I feel like if Patrick Swayze wasn't in this movie, uh, the non-Keanu scenes, which are, again, very few, uh, I really don't know if I would have been able to stick through the entire film. Uh, Swayze's great, uh, playing your typical swagger, uh, you know, just injects a lot of gravitas, as you would expect. Swayze Swayze is great, and, like, how great is that? that this, this movie, though, too, is also a... Uh, a bit of an outsiders reunion, right? Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. We had Rob Lowe as as Soda Pop, and then we had uh, Patrick Swayze as the patriarchal figure in a uh, in Outsiders, and we kind of have a similar relationship yep. here, <laughs> five plus years later. 
<laughs> on the ice in uh, in Canada. Right. Uh, yeah, and there's some... The, the tone of this movie is very... Uh, it's all over the map. Uh, it's... At times, it's a... Feels just like a sex comedy. Uh, and Which makes sense, because the movie um, that the director, Peter Markle, did before this was a skiing sex comedy uh, called Hot, Hot Dogs, Dogs, the movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which I haven't seen, but I have heard about... Uh, but yeah, so like some scenes are, especially in the beginning, uh, when Rob Lowe gets to this town, like the one of the first scenes after uh, he makes the team is he goes to this boarding house where the hockey players live uh, with a very horny landlady who is apparently sleeping with all of the players at all the time at all times, uh, which was an interesting, uh, especially compared to the rest of the movie where it's a pretty you know serious trying to be inspirational sports drama so interesting to to bring this back to bring this back to cool breeze him himself uh keanu one of keanu's earliest scenes in the film is watching rob lowe uh yeah fuck the landlady like right (laughs) they go you know you know who we need for this scene we need the goalie to watch his brand new teammate one day old uh have sex with the landlady and keanu looks oh there's two people there and keanu looks at i don't i don't know positions in hockey so young blood fans out there i'm gonna i'm gonna call i'll call keanu the goalie because i know that's a position that's true yeah they 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 have goalies in hockey, they have goalies in uh, soccer, and they have goalies in tennis, I think. And and then the other player, I maybe he's a shortstop. I don't know. But he looks at he looks at the other player and he goes like, huh, that was me last year. Right. And then the, the other player goes, that was me last night. And then I'm like, that's where I really got taken out of the movie because I was like, no, I think Keanu pulled down the tail last night and it would have been the other dude a year ago right but Keanu looks so upset when he was like it's it's a great year ago yeah again as weird as this scene is it's a great beat uh because Keanu just looks at him like what and Keanu plays it great this it's very much an early he's kind of playing a comedic uh role in this and it's very much an early uh you know Bill and Ted uh, turn, but he just also happens to be from Quebec, so he has a very uh, thick French Canadian accent. Uh, and I think Keanu's adorable in this. I think it's it would be a great. I feel like if this is the first time you saw him, you'd go later and you'd like imagine sitting in Point, you know, being a child of the '80s, uh, and then you know being in Point Break later, and you're like, oh, I know who that is. You know, that would be a pretty interesting. Again, a movie with Patrick fucking Swayze. Right. So we have Rob, we have Roblo and Patrick Swayze and Outsiders, and then they meet up again in uh, Youngblood, and then we switch it up, and then Youngblood's Keanu Reeves teams up with uh, Youngblood's right. <laughs> Patrick Swayze <laughs> to make Catherine Bigelow's Point Break. Right. Like it, it, it's a fun passing of the surfboard. Yep. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So I'm thankful for this movie just for that. That odd uh, that we actually did see Keanu and Swayze in a movie uh, before their uh, iconic point break. Uh, but, like, this is a real honest-to-God question. I'm not, I'm not like, playing dumb or, sure. <laughs> <laughs> or fishing. But, like, how much, Sam, do you think... 
so so Swayze and Rob Lowe work together in The Outsiders. Right. They I I don't think I don't think they show up to day one of Young Blood like oh hey you're in this movie hey I remember you from five years ago <laughs> like there's there there's got to be a point in the you know professional process where you know they they test the actors together and they and you know they they play with the chemistry because it will especially in young blood with Rob Lowe and uh Patrick Swayze like there there's no way they just showed up and they started working together like hey blah 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 but i think i think that if it wasn't for young blood mm-hmm. what what i'm saying is we, we we trace it back to you know from point break to young blood if it wasn't for young blood maybe we wouldn't have that that teaming of Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze in uh, in Point Break, yeah. Who knows? I mean, I don't. Again, I didn't. I don't know the exact. I don't know the interpersonal uh, relationship between Reeves and Swayze. Uh, but for all we know, they became good buddies uh, while making this. And of course, they would. They're two of the coolest uh, people to ever live. So I wouldn't be surprised if they became buddies. And that's why. You know what? Let's let's just go with it and say that is what happened. That's that's okay, that is, right? We can, I. Th- I... Look, in in the fan fiction I write about Rob Lowe, Patrick Swayze, and Keanu Reeves, that is exactly what happened. Okay, cool. Uh, History... Uh, I also write other other fan fiction about Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze, but uh, that might not be for this family-friendly show. Yeah, maybe uh, the spinoff. Uh, we'll see. Uh, yeah, but uh, again, apart from a few uh, interesting scenes and uh, Rob Lowe and Swayze together, those scenes are great. Uh, and even uh, Cynthia Gibb uh, as uh, the love interest, I'm blanking on her name, Jessie, uh, she's um, she's okay. Uh, again, there's just really not that much on the page for anyone, uh, which is, you know, it's fine. I, I, don't, I don't think this movie's horrible. It's not uh, incompetently made, uh, but it's, a, it's just, I found it very, you know, I was, I was hoping at least the hockey scenes would be, exciting or inventive but they're really not which is which was disappointing to me sam do you do you watch uh, sports of any kind uh i don't watch sports very often no i have watched me neither yeah (laughs) Uh, have you have you ever watched like a sports ball at all uh i have watched sports ball occasionally and even sports puck uh from now and now and again (laughs) sports puck uh here, you know what I realized, like rewatching the movie, is well, I don't watch I don't watch sports like at all, and I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not one of those guys that's like oh you, you, I'm not going to talk down to you for watching sports right, like, right that like I I think I actually think it's beyond me like I can't keep those stats in my head I can't keep the names and mm-hmm. the personalities like the the players the commentators like that's all beyond me I think. Even though I do that for movies, you know, right? But maybe that maybe that's why I can't do it for for sports. But I I do love sports movies, and I realized maybe why I love them while I was watching Young Blood, which is to your point, decidedly like a very mediocre movie. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's this kind of middle of the road, like forgettable. Right. But uh, when I when I watch. When when I've seen hockey on television, I w- I, I want to go to a, a game in real life. I think that'd be really fun to do. They are, I love, they are fun. I they love are the, fun. Yeah. Oh man, I love I love the smell of uh, ice rinks. <laughs> that that's up there with like the smell of like Pirates of the Caribbean or like a great donut shop. Like it's sure. a, a smell I like. But when I watch a, a hockey game on on TV, I feel 
like my like uh, my processing when I watch it is like very slow. Like I have a hard time following what's what's happening because everything's so you know quick. Yeah. But yeah. why why I think I love hockey movies, you know, like Slapshot or like D two or whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> is because when when you film hockey, uh, you know, for for a narrative. Like it makes more sense to me. I could I could track the puck easier. Sure. Things go to slow motion, and I I think that Youngblood is like a very good hockey movie in that I can I can actually track what the players are doing, like why they're doing it. Uh, you know, we get we get motives for their fights. Sure. I think even though they're like very like superficial motives, like right. very superficial motives. Incredibly super, yeah, superficial least... to the point where it's, I'm going to fight this guy <laughs> simply because he fought me at one point before. Like that's right. That's as deep as we get. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, there was like, there was no development. I'm like, Oh, it's the beard guy again. Oh, he like, but Oh my God. Do you think, what was that guy's name? Like Rickle? R- Racky. Or... Racky. It's Racky. Racky. The only yeah. reason I know that is because I took notes, so I would have forgotten. <laughs> That's awesome. The the only notes I wrote down were like uh, Slumber Party Massacre, Forbidden <laughs> World. I think I've already covered those. <laughs> but do you do you think if Racky turned around and saw Rob Lowe's like package, like this whole thing could have been averted? I think so because that that is that's another one of those uh, back to me. Saying the tone is all over the place is like, uh, there's a scene like he gets locked out of his uh, locker room in his jockstrap, and uh, that's also where the meet cute is uh, between him and uh, the coach's daughter. So, yeah, I feel like there's a lot. There's a lot to unpack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, to your point, but, um, uh, in terms of hockey, I'm I, again like I'm not a huge sports guy, but I tend, you know, also love sports movies. Um, but the way that, you know, most of the great hockey movies, like you mentioned, uh, Slapshot and, uh, or what always comes to mind is uh, Miracle, uh, which makes me invested in a sport that I couldn't care less about. This movie didn't do that for me, uh, sadly. Although the fights were, fights are well done. Uh, I enjoyed, the, I, but there, were, there weren't enough of them. I feel like if this was actually a movie literally about hockey fights, like, the amazing uh, goon. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah, I would, yeah. maybe I would like it more. But yeah, I t- for the record, and whether this is in uh, my favor or not, I didn't mention Miracle or Goon. I said uh, D two, the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> hey, I'm not, I'm not I'm a fan of Mighty Ducks. I'm a '90s kid, so I uh, yeah quack quack. So um, yeah, I feel like if if there was a flying V in this movie. It would be a top ten hockey movie for sure. If if there was what uh, a flying V from Mighty Ducks. <laughs> yes. No, I agree a hundred percent. But like not top ten hockey movie, just like top ten of oh, all time. Right? Yeah, of course, up there. Uh, yeah, so it comes down to uh, you know this final. Hockey match, hockey match, right? That's that's the correct term. Yeah, no, like uh, hockey play, hockey, hockey match. Yeah, hockey match. No match sounds good. You're right, Sam. Yeah, so many uh, sports fans are clutching their pearls right now, but it's all good. We love you. But yeah, so it comes down to this final game. That's right. That's the right term. Uh, <laughs> and 
you know, Youngblood shows up again. Uh, you know, it's the classic third act. Uh, you know, he quit in the second at the end of the second act, and then he comes back triumphantly after a training montage. And then we go back to the Footloose-esque uh, opening. Uh, but, you know, the basically, the weirdest, the, what is really weird to me in this movie is the fact that after they win, like they win the game... Uh, in a dramatic uh, penalty shot, and most ga- most movies that would be the end, right? Like they would score and they would celebrate and then cut to credits. But in this one, they score, they win, and then they fight. That's an impressive. <laughs> that's, that's a commitment to the uh, fighting plotline. So, yeah, I just I found that hilarious. Where they, you know, like you can you hear the uh, buzzer ring. But no, Racky and uh, Youngblood, again, his name is Youngblood, they have to fight one last time. Uh, and then there's this really, I don't know what this me- the message of this movie is trying to be. Like, is it saying violence is the answer or that it's not? No, I, I, no, I, think, I think that's certainly that's certainly a theme throughout the movie that violence can definitely solve a lot of your problems. Because, like, because uh, we, we get the, the evil team's coach, you know, uh, whispering to Racky, who's that dude, the dude with the beard, like, who plays the goon, you know? Yeah. He's like an actual hockey player, you know? He, yep. he looked He looked significantly more menacing than a very pretty Rob Lowe <laughs> and, <laughs> and a serviceable, uh, <laughs> uh, in, intense uh, uh, Patrick Swayze. But he, he, he whispers to Racky, and then Racky goes out there and just Fs up, like, the town. Like, he puts, you know, people in coma and shit. Yeah. And then, he, yeah. like, and they're just smiling the whole time, like, yeah, that's what you do. Yeah, and there's even a part during this final fight where he's like, getting the shit beat out of him by uh, Youngblood, and he's smiling through it. And I couldn't tell if that was, like, a bad edit, like they just left in, uh, you know, shots of the blooper, or if he's just... This guy's a real, uh, you know, sadistic uh, mother. Uh, but the the best... the What got me was, like, you know, Jesse, his girlfriend, makes a point to say that, like, you know, you're no better... You would be no better than him uh, if you fight... And then she seems disappointed, but then she's like, no, it's good. We're fine. Uh, and then it's like, because she sees him being nice to kids. And it's like, so is she just cool with the violence now? It's pretty unclear, but that's fine. Uh, it was the 80s. It's the 80s. Hey, so, yeah, let's go back to Jesse for a second. Okay. She, uh, after, the, well, there's the meat cute with the, the jock strap in the butt after mm-hmm. the the fight and then there's the second meet cute which is outside of slumber party massacre of all things right and then they go <laughs> they go and buy fucking books yeah which and- <laughs> by the way a perfect date right you want well, you want to well, see slumber party massacre and then go buy books like well, and he, he, and he borderline me. yeah he borderline stalks her to the bookstore as well uh she's like here have some popcorn <laughs> he's like no and there's even like he like dramatically throws popcorn away which was a, I thought that was very funny. Uh, and then he like, yeah. he like, he buys a porno book as well. Uh, yeah, but it's like, well, it's like a Fabio like porno book. Right, right. It's like, like a lot of words. Yeah, like, like you, gotta, uh, you have to read words about the effing. You right. Know? Yeah, it's a, uh, yeah, housewife porn is what it is. Uh, 
But but Sam, t- tell your lovely listeners what she buys for him. Moby Dick, of course, as you would buy <laughs> Moby Dick. Every hot seventeen-year-old hockey player who drops out of high school. <laughs> <laughs> but like, isn't that now to me? And you know, I'm I'm a thirty-seven-year-old you know, uh, high school teacher. So I'm, so I'm reading into it too much. I'm like, Oh, how does, <laughs> how does Melville's Moby Dick like feed into this thematically? And I'm, I'm like waiting for it the entire time. Like where's the great white whale? Like who's Ahab? <laughs> right. Like, but, but like literally I think she just wanted him to read Moby Dick. Yeah. Cause she's like, it's, it's pretty good. Like, like it's kind of like how you would recommend, uh, I, I don't know, like Memento to like a high schooler. You're like, right. it's a pretty good movie. You might like it. Not like, hey, you should get tattoos about the shit you, like, you'll never remember, you know? Right. Uh, but I like mean, I, I was reading into it way too much. I mean, but then there is a scene where he like, when he uh, dramatically quits the team, where he grabs the book off his... So he, he's clearly, he is reading Moby Dick. Like he's not just pretending like that is it so he is uh broadening his horizons good on them but it's uh, so it's so fucking weird there's a movie though where there's several dramatic beats about a guy maybe kind of sort of not really reading moby dick and like just being very dramatic about it like i'm out of here i'm grabbing my moby dick and, he, and then they're like you keep walking you chump and he's like i'm reading moby dick yeah see like, that like, moby dick Again, these are the these are the things that would have upgraded this movie considerably in my eyes if they had really gone uh, with the Moby Dick subplot. But uh, yeah, and then there's yeah. a there's a and there's a great moment where like the uh, the coach catches them hanging out, uh, and this is when we find out that she's his daughter. And like he's like, "What were you guys doing? Books?" And then he grabs the uh, mommy porn novel. Uh, and that was pretty. It's pretty gold. That's comedic gold right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think that you know that pretty much does it for uh, Young Blood. Do you have any last words, thoughts, feelings about this uh, fine hockey film? Oh, Sam, I have so much to say. Like, the, uh, look, if if you want to, if we're wrapping up, look, here's uh, I want to engage with you in a conversation, maybe about. Uh, why? So, so hockey's like so hard to play. Yeah. Like, you know, you have to skate and you have to follow that puck and you have to be strong and you have to fight and you kind of have to be okay with like your teeth getting knocked out of your body and stuff like, so what's up with like hockey players looking like simultaneously like slobby and like very well put together. And why does Roblo's ass like for whoever the stunt double is, the hockey double, the ass is incredibly huge. Like it, like his ass just looks massive when he plays hockey. What do you, what do you think accounts for that? Everything I said. Uh, I'm not sure, but I mean, I assume there's lots of leg uh, movement, but that the ass in the hockey uniform is not the same ass that we see. It feels like it's not the same ass we see uh, in the meet cute sequence. Uh, it did not, it seemed like a very, I don't know. It didn't seem like the same butt to me. I don't know. Did Rob Lowe use a butt double? I guess we'll never know. Okay. But but I don't, I don't know because I watch, I have this movie. I own it on VHS, on VHS tape and I hooked it up 
uh, through RCA onto a widescreen TV. Amazing. I couldn't fucking, I couldn't fucking make it like uh, do the four three thing. So I kind of watched it, <laughs> like, stretched. Yeah. like stretched. You know. <laughs> so so every time I saw Rob Lowe partially naked, uh, I I felt like I was watching. It was like William Shatner in like Undiscovered Country or something. You know, like how he wanted like his butt scrunched up. It was like the opposite of that. Right. So when I saw Rob Lowe's butt. I was like, did did they did they hire somebody with like a really big ass to like be Rob Lowe's like butt double? Like, is he like the opposite of William Shatter? And uh, and I, I but Sam, like I I would pause it and I really like I took uh, I should I should share this out on my phone or something. But I took like screenshots, like really trying to figure <laughs> out like if like if this was a butt double or whatever. Going straight but JFK I, I with I this figured, thing, yeah. Oh, for sure, a hundred percent. Like I even put out, I like in if if there was like a Zapruder like uh, uh, filter, I would put it on there for this. And I I played John Williams's uh, the the drum theme, you know, behind the the Martin Sheen narration. I played that like yeah. while I was trying to figure this out. As you do. I think at the end of the day, even though he's problematic, I I'm still attracted to Rob Lowe, and that's what I wanted to come onto the show to talk about today. I'm I'm very glad you uh inter- you know stopped me from wrapping things up because this is very crucial to our listeners. Um, there are some attractive people in this movie, and that's you know that's okay. I feel like we're we're adults. It's okay, Mike. Thank you for admitting this. This 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 show is Rob Lowe. You believe it, right? Um, I think so. I'd have to go back. Um. But no, it's Keanu. It's still Keanu. <laughs> Keanu's in the. What do you think? I keep saying thirty-seven seconds. How long do you think he's in this movie for real? Like, if you did the the Judy Dench like Shakespeare in Love like stopwatch, how long is he in this movie? I mean, there's one shot with him, uh, which again we didn't talk about, but back to the tonal uh, differences in this movie. There's a scene where they uh, shave Rob Lowe's balls. Like that that happens in this movie. Uh, so we see him <laughs> briefly, uh, a shot of Keanu then. Uh, we see them when they're getting drunk at a bar. And we see, of course, the infamous uh, him watching Rob Lowe hook up with the horny landlady. Yeah, 37 seconds seems about correct. Uh, and two lines of him with his uh, funny French-Canadian uh, Canuck accent. <laughs> but it's not even. It's very like, <sighs> no. It's you know. It's, it's yeah. It's, it's his. It's his yeah. Keanu Valley got you know like the again Bill and Ted voice, but a little bit of a saying a at the end. Before we wrap it up at all, like, so bars in Canada sell beer, like lots of beer and Bloody Marys, and that's it. I think. Uh it, oh, yeah. oh yeah. No, there are all those shots of tequila. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the God, that, that, and the, yeah, that brings us to again one more weird scene is where there's a part where they play a prank on this girl by putting uh, one of the player's dentures in her Bloody Mary, and then she just thinks it's funny. Like the the what was weird to me about that very weird scene, and I agree with you, Sam, is that after she discovers that there were there there were teeth in her Bloody Mary, <laughs> Patrick Swayze is. Like, he's laughing his ass off, and then he's very much like, 
Hey, it's all good. Hey, two more Bloody Marys, right? Yeah. Because he doesn't want her to drink the one that she's already fucking had like a sip out of. But then Keanu says something like, is it Keanu or is it, oh, I don't know. Someone, someone in the scene goes like, it's the first one for the second time. Like they're trying to get like I think it was like a bogo thing. Like they're trying to buy one and get one. I think that I think that but, was Keanu. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was his third line, uh, third and last line. Yeah. <laughs> third and last line. Yeah, he 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 taps out like the the first third of the movie. Well, yeah, and I think he even there's one you know there's a shot of him putting on his his goalie mask, and then I'm pretty sure we never see him again. Like he's only in the mm-hmm. in the goalie mask. Uh, so yeah, uh, but Keanu, you know, this is uh, when I was, you know, preparing for this podcast. This is really one of the very few movies where he's barely in something where he's not, you know, at least either the star or a featured uh, supporting role, um, which is not usually the case for most actors, right? There's usually uh, at least three or four movies where they're just one of the, uh, especially back then, especially in the 70s and 80s, where they had at least, you know, three or four movies where they were just one of the supporting background players. But Keanu's not the case. This is really one of the very few movies where he's just one of the guys. Uh, yeah, so thanks. <laughs> so so, so yeah. did this come out before or after uh, River's Edge? Uh, so that was, I was, I got conflicting information, uh, but I did find out that this was the first movie he shot and it was the first movie... Uh, that was released. Uh, River's Edge came was at uh, the Toronto Film Festival uh, this uh-huh. in '86, but then it didn't actually get released theatrically in the U.S. until '87. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Young Blood and then Flying were his first, technically his first two movies that were released. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I, I loved the first episode. So if you're if you're jumping in right now on the second episode, I am so sorry because it's it's me. But uh, but the first episode's great, and it's it's uh it's River's Edge, and you were so smart for getting uh David from a uh, pop culture case study on there. I had no idea David was from uh he he probably lives like 15 miles away from me. He's probably like right here. That's crazy. You know? uh, yeah, that's awesome. And he. Yeah, again, go back and listen to that episode if you hadn't listened to it yet. But uh, so, had you heard of that story? Uh, that River's Edge was based on a true story. Uh, absolutely, before? absolutely. And like I, so <laughs> here's the big secret, Sam. I I came on episode two to only talk about things you talked about on episode one. So strap in for another forty minutes. Uh, yeah, on, I uh, I appreciate I appreciate that. I felt like we needed to um, basically repeat everything verbatim from the first episode in case. <laughs> People haven't listened to it, so. But, uh, no, my, so I, I've had the same writing partner and uh, the director I work with all the time. We've worked together for, for 20 plus years. And we, you know, we were super obsessed with that case that uh, uh, River's Edge is based on. But uh, primarily as as filmmakers, we were like super obsessed with Tim Hunter, you know, the mm-hmm. director of river's edge and he goes on to direct some of the best episodes of of twin peaks and he co-wrote uh over the edge which takes place also within like the greater uh you know like you know 25 mile radius of uh of of where we grew up but uh yeah no we were we were totally fucking into that story and like 
Oh my god! So it so it was super fun to hear that first episode. So I recommend you guys go back and listen to that. And it is it is a much uh, better Keanu movie. And you'll you'll get if you go listen to the episode, but also get the Kino uh, Blu-ray or Kino. <laughs> I, I was trying to pronounce it like they pronounce Keanu's name. Right. The the Keanu uh, Lober Blu-ray. <laughs> But uh, get that, watch the movie, but listen to the Tim Hunter commentary. Oh my God, that commentary. It's it's one of my top ten commentaries of all time, man. Oh, definitely. So yeah, I need to check that out because I did like River's End a lot. Uh, so that might be a purchase. Um, so thanks, Mike, for both uh, being an advertisement for my podcast and for the Kino Lorber Blu-ray of River's Edge. Now on Amazon. Yeah, and also let's get let's get some physical media out there for Youngblood, man. <laughs> like it, it, if no one else, we know that Brian Sauer, aka Rupert Pumpkin Speaks, he's an influencer on the internet, man, and he's on Pure Cinema Podcast. We know that he would buy and uh, promote a Blu-ray for Youngblood, <laughs> nineteen eighty-six, directed by Peter Markle. I agree totally. Uh, thanks so much, Mike. Uh, before we go, uh, would you like to plug some things that you're doing on the interwebs, uh, the film interwebs, as they call it? Uh, I have uh, three shows. <laughs> Talk about them uh, in 30 I, seconds or less. Go. Yeah, no, I have three shows. I have Splathouse uh, PR on Twitter. I have uh, T-H-E-S-O-V-P-O-D on Twitter. We look at uh, uh, shot-on-video movies from the 80s and 90s. And then I have How Do You Not Know... Uh, at how do you not know H D Y and I don't know whatever we'll, how do you not we'll, know we'll, is we'll have an acronym I do that with Lexi Miranda what we'll, yeah look in the uh, look in the uh, description of this episode and you'll see those uh, random letter Twitter yeah. accounts but yeah yeah, yeah I'm very hey, excited but, hey one one more go ahead. Sam, one more thing, real quick. If anyone lives in the San Francisco Bay Area, the premiere of my movie Medius Res is uh, June twenty fourth. Fantastic. So come out uh, to the new Parkway in Oakland. I I swear to God, I made a movie. Awesome. That is fantastic. Uh, so yeah, people living in that area, go check that out. Uh, thanks so much, Mike. Um, so that does it for episode two of Keanu Believe It. Uh, join me next time where uh, me, uh, Matt Curione, and myself will be chatting about flying. Uh, so. Thanks so much. Uh, Keep being excellent to each other, and we'll see you next time.